Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Blog Talk Radio. Hey guys, welcome to the Steel Wars Colin Show. I am comedian Steel Saunders and I do love Star Wars. And for the next 45 minutes or so, we'll be taking your calls on all things Star Wars with some bonus time at the end for our Patreon listeners, which will be exclusive to them and the live listener. And if you are a live listener, we welcome you. Join the chat room and have a chat. The chat room is a little bit quiet today, but uh, I've just said, hey, guys, to everyone. So hopefully that just sparks just a flurry of conversation. I am waiting for my potential co-host, Tracy Gardner, to work out how to call in what happens when you're in Australia you, you get relaxed it's really weird because we've we've swapped places I'm now in California she's now in Melbourne Australia so we'll find out about that but guys let's get through some uh, quick housekeeping we've got a live show next Saturday afternoon right now it will be happening in one week at uh, Meltdown Comics's Nerd Melt Theatre and uh, at 4 p.m., we will be talking to Kyle Newman, who is the director of Fanboys and who has written, produced, and directed the three Smugglers radio live dramas, I guess you could call them, at the Star Wars celebrations. And uh, he's a, a pretty well-known voice in Star Wars, and I'm very much looking forward to talking to him about all his work and and he's got some really interesting and compelling views about star wars as well so that is next saturday if you're in la tickets are just ten dollars and then if you are in melbourne we are coming back to the homeland and we'll be doing a live steel wars episode at 2 p.m on september 16th saturday afternoon at Club Voltaire in North Melbourne. And that will be super fun. In the next couple of hours, there'll be some new t-shirts released, some really fun new Steel Wars t-shirts that I was going to get up for pre-order. They're getting printed now. And I was going to have them up for pre-order during the show. But something, I I, I came back home to uh, get all set up and I saw something on Twitter, which we'll talk about in a second, that totally disrupted the last hour of my life so um we will get to that and we will take your calls if you want to call in oh and the and the calls have uh, racked up while i haven't been looking forward to it emma knight is in the chat room she's looking forward to the kyle newman episode he's so much fun to listen to well i'll be fun too emma now i'm feeling all left alone here i'm not getting commented about it in the chat room it's my chat room say nice things about me but let's go to what's bugging me and hopefully tracy will be here pretty soon let's find this tweet 
that I have commented on. Stephen Melching, who is a writer on Star Wars Rebels, among other things, he has uh, sent a little wave through Star Wars fandom. He has tweeted out this, this image of Captain Rex as the rebel Endor trooper, the, uh, the Santa Claus-looking guy in Return of the Jedi that you can see in a few, uh, a few shots and a few production photos. You know, an aging white man with a, uh, a white beard and it is, I don't know, Dave Filoni has, has theorized and proposed and they teased it at Star Wars Celebration that this old white man is Captain Rex, who, I don't know, I don't know if you guys have seen these Star Wars films. They're pretty complicated. But, Captain Rex is a clone of Jango Fett, right? A very well-regarded bounty hunter in the Star Wars universe. And Jango Fett was played by Tamira Morrison, who is a Maori. And one of the defining aspects of a Maori is the skin color. And it seems that over time, in the Star Wars universe, the clone skin color fades over time. It just whitens up. That's, that's I, I don't know. I know this sounds controversial, you guys, but I'm just using the information that I've been given. So Stephen Melching has tweeted out this photo or, the, or this sort of mock-up of Captain Rex in the Endor gear with the photo of the old Saint Nick Endor Trooper with Star Wars Rebels. Sorry, this is happening. Hashtag Star Wars Rebels. Hashtag old Captain Rex. Why? Why do we feel the need? Why does Lucasfilm, the creators who we trust to entertain and inspire us, why do they feel this need to have it all connected to this degree that we're going to discard an actor's heritage? Now, I tweeted something out, and and I'm sure this is going to be a common thing in the Star Wars fandom. Someone's written back to me. It's not that big a deal. He's a background character. Let them have their fun. Smiley face. I don't know. If how about just letting like young Maori kids that are into Star Wars have their representation throughout the entire film. I don't know. Where was the other one that got... Oh, it just, just mocked me for um, thinking that a, an actor's heritage should be... It should be respected. So apparently that's hilarious. So I'm in... I, I, to be honest, you, I, people that listen to this every week, people that listen to this every second week, people that listen to this every third week know that I'm a very proud Star Wars fan. I'm an enthusiastic Star Wars fan. I'm a discerning Star Wars fan. I don't uh, accept everything as it comes. And, but I love being a Star Wars fan. And here's the deal. This, it just makes me embarrassed to be a Star Wars fan. It just, oh, I just, I throw my hands up. I really do. I really do. In a good mood about that. I just don't see the point. Like, it's why put this into action? Why, like, you know, let them have their fun. Well, 
they're writing Star Wars cartoons. Aren't they having enough fun that they then have to? I don't, I, oh, I don't know. I'm going to take a call. Let's go to Emma. How are you doing, Emma? I'm all right. How are you? Ah, uh, I'm how I am. I feel like I feel bad that I've just dropped this bomb on you. That I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm just here, just like with my hands in my head, just like why? But I, I, I do have to say, this is the experience of being a fan of something, and I, I you know, one of my original things in, in doing the podcast was to give this is my view at being a Star Wars fan. This is how I think. This is how I do it. So listen in if you want. And it's gonna, there's going to be dizzying highs. I'm, I'm going to see a teaser trailer and cry and just scream with noises that should never be recorded and uploaded onto the internet. That will happen. And then other days, I'm just going to be like, <sighs> I did, however, have some fun. I did post a photo of uh, Max von Sydow in The Force Awakens with the caption, look, it's Lando in The Force Awakens. (laughs) Hashtag it's all connected. Because it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what color they are, you guys. They just all become old white dudes at the end. I guess that's just how it works in the story. Hey, that's all we can hope for. That's all we can hope for. (laughs) That's all we can hope for. What is on your mind? on uh, this Saturday afternoon. Where are you actually calling from, Emma? We should get that out of the way. Um, I'm calling from Edmonton, Canada. Nice. Love the Canadians. Yeah. Love the Canadians. Yeah. Um, what's mine? What would you like to chat about? So, I mean, uh, it's completely different from the whole Rick situation. But um, what's on my mind is, like, I... In the last few weeks since the D23 trailer dropped, I have never seen a fandom so universally embrace something like they have the Porgs. I mean, (laughs) like, literally everyone from, like, the teeny boppers on Tumblr to, like, the old white dudes are just like, Porgs! Porgs are amazing! And I'm just like, do you think Disney anticipated that? Like, do you think they're just, like, sitting back, scratching their heads? Like, this, I've, I've never seen this before. And do you think, like, there's going to be stories of, like, fully grown adults, like, beating down 12-year-olds for pork toys this fall just because they didn't anticipate such a strong reaction? I've never seen anything like this in any oh. fandom I've ever been in. <laughs> I would have to say with the Porgs, there is no way that uh, Disney and Lucasfilm were not aware that the Porgs were going to be crazy. Do you know what I mean? I, 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 had, yeah. I, I had a bit of a hint of a Porg a while ago, and I oh. was like, they are going to be the, like, the most sought-after toy at Christmas. Like, there's no way. Like, I was instantly like, I, I want a Porg. I didn't even know what it was. <laughs> I didn't know it was. I didn't know it was a pog. I was just like, I want that. I want many of that in my house. Yeah. Well, I just like I've already bordered like two pork t-shirts off of T Public because I'm just I, I have to have a pork like right now. <laughs> I, I, they're just they're adorable and I just I love them. 
and I'm yeah, part of me is just like worried, like, oh my god, are they are they just not gonna have enough Borg to go around? Because they're just amazing. I don't know. Like, it's hard to say because, you know, I just posted up an interview with Joe and Steve from Hasbro. And, mm-hmm. you know, they're pretty confident that they've learned a lot of lessons from the first Force Friday. It mm-hmm. was understocked. And this time they're going to um, make it right. You know, we only take their word for it. I don't know. That's what I said to him at the time. I was like, the key word here is step up pork production. There's going to be <laughs> huge demand for these porgs. And, uh, you know, we don't want to have angry uh, porgless customers out there. People get exactly. pretty upset. No one wants to go porgless in this day and age. Surely not. No, they're, they're going to be like the hottest thing for Christmas, I guarantee you. I, now, uh, yeah, it's so, amazing. <laughs> Have you, uh, I'm not sure what other podcasts you listen to or how much you're on social media, but have you noticed there's, there's already, and it, it's not Lucasfilm or Disney or the Porg's fault, but there is a slight Porg backlash. Yeah. And I mean, it, anytime there's something that like is so, like, so loved, it's, there's always going to be a backlash. But it doesn't seem like it's more like, a, it doesn't seem like it's a full-blown hate. Yeah, I think it's just like, oh, yeah, like, they're obviously just doing it to sell things. Um, I have a little bit more confidence in Ryan Johnson as a storyteller. Like, I don't think he thought of them and were like, I am totally just going to sell so many toys with this. Like, I think he had a reason for dreaming them up. And it may have just been to deal with the puffins on Skellig Michael. But, you know, like, I see the backlash, but it doesn't seem like it's really hateful yet i guess it'll completely depend on how they end up being used in the film and i have a lot of confidence in how they will so like yeah i'm seeing a little backlash but it it doesn't it like it it doesn't seem to um doesn't seem to be outweighing the positive yeah like i like i am you know i love the cute stuff like i'm an ewok guy and So I'm amped for the Porg. Like, I want to know what noises they make. I want to, I want to see them walk. I want to see, yeah. like, in what formations. they Do they walk in herds? Are they single file? Are they, they jump oh on each other's heads and, and just, like, walk around like that? How are you getting around, Porgs? What's going on? But, I yeah, I just listened to a few podcasts this week, and people were a little bit grumpy. There was a little bit of grumpiness. And it's not... Like, people confuse it with, like, oh, it's getting shoved down our throats. It's the fans have grabbed the Borg. The, grab the Borg. Yeah. Grab the Porg. I, 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 went, I didn't know whether I was going to say ball or Porg, so I went Borg. Uh, inventing words here. And, you know, and, and they've done the 3,000 Photoshops. You know, they've, they've, they've made them like the, the evil robots from Star Trek The Next Generation, which is, is quite a good crossover. And it's... Um, I, I think it's been fun. I, I, I'm into it. So I think, uh, but yeah, sometimes like some people, like they get confused with, like it is such a, I think it's been such a natural fan outpouring of just like, we are excited about this new creature. Here's 30,000 photoshops rather than, you know, like a super contrived thing from Lucasfilm. Well, yeah, that's the thing. Like, the love, like, they were in the back, 
behind a scenes thing for like all of like three seconds, I think. And they were with a whole bunch of other things that were just kind of wild. And everybody just kind of just jumped on them. Like I'd, I'd never seen that before um, from Star Wars fans. It was, it was quite amazing to see. And I love how much joy they're bringing people. I think that's kind of the best thing about it is, like, you know, these things that have just popped up, but, like, everybody loves them. And I think that's such a positive thing to see, especially when things can get dragged down in negativity so easily. Yeah. The weird thing was, I'm not sure if you've seen, they, there was a bunch of leaked um, Last Jedi toy images. And oh, yeah. s- spoiler alert, everyone, Chewbacca comes with a pork. And I just think on on, on that case, that's an ingenious bit of packing because Chewbacca, you know, Chewbacca, a character that we've been buying for 40 years, it's essentially the same every time. Like, I know they've had like snow covered Chewbacca, Chewbacca with a net. Like, do you know what I mean? There's there's not much variations you can do with Chewbacca, but you drop a little pog next to him in that blister pack. I'm, I'm pretty keen to buy Chewbacca. I am too. I would not normally buy a Chewbacca, but you know, seeing that porg with him, like you know, Chewie might be off to the side somewhere on my collection, and I'll just like throw the porg on next to like Ray and BB-8, and I'm going to be totally content with that purchase because I just I want all the porgs. <laughs> I want all the porgs. Well, Emma, oh. thanks for calling in. I, I think we've got Tracy now. So uh, what I'll do, I'll, I'll put you on hold so you can hear the rest of the show. But I mean, I'm enjoying your porg fever. It has brightened my mood, which is good. Oh, good. I appreciate that. So um, we'll see if that can hold up. And I, I think it's not – we're going to release some T-shirts after the show tonight online. It's not one of these, but I think we have coming up a Steel Wars T-shirt that you're going to be down for. That's, that's all I'm going to say. No spoilers here. No spoilers here. Okay. The speculation commence. I sent a test image of it to – regular caller and uh, and sometimes co-host Emily Lind and she did reply please take my money now so that's, that's all I'm going to say alright Emma thanks for calling in and uh, don't be a stranger really appreciate it thank you see you soon see you mate alright let's hopefully go to Melbourne Australia from the Rebel Girl podcast it's my hopefully co-host Tracy Gardner how you doing Hey, can you hear me? I can hear you. Yay. Oh, my gosh. Okay, sorry. That was technical difficulties. Well, it's just lucky for you that I am just a consummate broadcasting professional, and and I can work around my co-host not turning up for the first 20 minutes, especially when I'm in a a grumpy mood. But Emma, Emma helped me out of my grumpy mood, but I'm still... Have you heard any of the shows so far? I have listened to the entire show. I just had to pull a diva and be fashionably late. Okay, so I'm. How do you how do you sit on this whole Captain Rex issue? I, I mean, you know how our stance is on kind of diversity and all that. Um, I don't understand it. It seems like a really strange move, given how much fans have kind of rallied behind the minority community. 
to just whitewash a character like that. Like everyone knows how much we love Captain Rex and we, it's, it's not like a secret what the clone's identity is. So it just seems strange. Mm. Oh, here's a good one. I'm getting some great feedback here on Twitter. This guy, he, he wrote, this is Danny Quimby. He wrote, and whining like a pissant on social media is yuck. So um, there's the backlash to the backlash, guys. It has already begun. <laughs> oh, my God. Here's a good one. I got one from Matt Frost for Rush 77. He, he's taken the photo sh- or the image of this old rebel trooper on Endor, and there's three dudes behind him, and he's put red circles around them going, well, who are these assholes there? <laughs> Which one of them has to be Ahsoka, I think. One of these dudes has to be Ahsoka. (laughs) One of the dudes. Yep. Well, who cares? As long as it's all connected, you guys. As long as it's all connected, who cares? Oh, my God. How's Melbourne treating you, um, Tracy? We've we've done this weird thing where we've, we've swapped cities. Yeah, it's been great. I absolutely love it. Um. I am cold, which took a minute to get used to. And yeah, it's just been interesting. I keep forgetting that I'm on like a totally different hemisphere and so far from everyone. But other than that, I really like Melbourne. I'm adjusting well. No, it's, it's been interesting watching your, um, your photos that you post because <laughs> I've, I've lived there all my life. Yeah. And so you sort of get, you take things for granted. Mm-hmm. And then when, when you've been, you know, posting photos of like the, the beautiful architecture and that, I'm just like, oh, yeah, I forgot about that. That is, you know, that's really yeah. nice. I think it's the same like when I see people react to Los Angeles because it's like, you know, it's your hometown and you've grown up somewhere. But yeah. I mean, Melbourne, Melbourne is gorgeous. And I do kind of feel like sometimes people that live here, like take it for granted a little bit because I mean, the bay and like just everything is stunning. And it's just, yeah, it's. It's been a lot of fun. I like Australia. Australians are fun. You guys are, you guys are something else. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's. Uh, we've got a few Patreon callers that we'll get to, but we had a few oily callers that I think might be new. So let's go to six three zero. Who are you and where are you calling from? Uh, Steel. I'm not quite new. Uh, my name's Tyler Westhouse. Ah, Tyler, how are you doing? Sorry, I didn't recognize your number, Tyler, because uh, in America, I don't even even recognize my number. I've just got the list here of Patreon callers. So uh, what's going on, man? Tyler from the uh, Star Wars Podcast Alliance on Facebook. It's a website that you may have heard of. Thank you, Mr. Zuckerberg. What's on your mind, buddy? You know, this is the uh, the first time that I've been on any podcast since Celebration, and I think that goes to show how annoyed I am with the whole Rex situation. Here we go. It's just something. It's just something that. All right, here we go. By the way, hi Tracy. I'm sorry I didn't say hello. Hi. <laughs> it's something that I remember hearing people talk about as a uh, fan theory years ago, and I really, really thought it was stupid then. And my feelings on it have not changed. And I honestly cannot imagine that this is going to stick. I, I cannot believe 
that they thought it would be a good idea to take a character who is so clearly white and so inconsequential and just as like an Easter egg to the massive dorks like us who really care about canon. That's the only reason that they did it is just so they have that little Easter egg so that it can be thrown on Wikipedia. I don't really, I don't think there's going to be comics that are based around that Santa Claus looking dude now. I don't think anything's really going to come of it. It's more just like an Easter egg for Star Wars fans who care, but it's an Easter egg that comes at the cost of diminishing and whitewashing a character who already is sort of whitewashed just naturally because I was annoyed what I saw what the clones looked like in Rebels initially because they don't mm-hmm. resemble Tamora Morrison at all. And to now even take that further just to make it an old white guy with a beard, it's just, I, I can't imagine it's going to stick, but it's just confusing to me more so than anything else. Yeah. Why, why is this like happening where um, they just want to connect everything? Is it for like internet reactions, do you guys think? Like, that's the only I can think of. I have to imagine it's so that they, like, get us. I don't know, it's just something on Screen Rant that goes like, this Troubles character was in Return of the Jedi all along. Yeah, but, that's what I feel like. Like, one of those clickbaity things. I do work with Lucasfilm. I know a lot of people at Lucasfilm. I don't know a single bad person at Lucasfilm. And I know a lot of people at Lucasfilm that I would just have to imagine, like, I'm not speaking for them, but I have to imagine that maybe some people are scratching their heads like, I can't, that wasn't an official announcement. It couldn't have been. And I think the guy who tweeted that out followed up with saying, like, it's not official yet. But, I mean, if that's something that is made officially canon instead of just like, oh, we thought about it, but then we decided against it. I just, that that's where the, like, it's all connected stuff really goes too far with me. Because I have enough issues with, like, background character number four having a deep backstory and somehow being connected to the prequels. But now that they're just, I don't know, they're just shoehorning it in. It didn't make any sense. And somebody once mm-hmm. just said, oh, Rex has a beard. This guy has a beard. Let's make him the same person. It just confused them more so than anything else. And I, like, growing up in Melbourne, like, in, in the skateboarding scene, there's, like, a, a lot of people come over from New Zealand to, you know, sort of, because, you know, it's sort of Melbourne, sort of the hub of skateboarding. And, and a lot of Maori skateboarders came over. And the, the one defining characteristic about them is their sense and respect of their heritage. Do you know what I mean? They're, they're, it's, they're just such, uh, I don't know, just like, a, like all my married friends are just so straight up and they are so proud of where they came from and, and their heritage, which is just, you know, it's a, it's a, a beautiful culture. And to, to sort of dismiss that for something so petty, just so like this smug thing of just like, oh, look, it's in here. Here's an Easter egg. Like it's all connected. Like, like sometimes I find in the, the new sort of books and stuff, there's these sort of too cute references. Like, mm-hmm. and, you know, it's sort of like, yeah, whatever. But then when you're, like when you're sort of whitewashing a character like this to achieve that, it's like, what's, what's the cost of this? And, and, you know, I have to agree with Tyler, like the, the people I know at Lucasfilm, I, I, I can imagine them just shaking their heads. It's like, what is the point of this? And like, you know, there's, there's always that, um, that saying of like, oh, we're, you know, we're playing in George Lucas's sandbox and stuff. Well, 
like, you don't have to play with all the toys. You've got a couple. Just use them, all right? Just chill out. I just, yeah. I, I just find it, I find it, I find it frustrating. I find it embarrassing. I find the responses to my tweets expected. You know, <laughs> half the people are with me, and then other half are, are like, "Why are you got to ruin the fun? Why are you got to oh, ruin gosh. the fun?" Because Return, there wasn't enough fun in Return of the Jedi. It needed more fun. It's chock full of fun. I can't think of anything <laughs> in my life that's more fun than Return of the Jedi. It's got Ewoks and a green lightsaber. It's full of fun. <laughs> We've had enough fun. Steel, I just don't understand why you're so bent on just ruining everyone's fun with your tweets that make sense. Like, just, yeah, way to destroy Star I, I, don't, I know. It's like, yeah, I just feel like you've been on this constant tirade against everyone's like enjoyment. <laughs> why? Why is it happening? Like, why? Like, I, I don't even understand. Like, I, I thought it was sort of lame to tease. You know, Dave Filoni likes to do these little teasers. Ahsoka lives. Ahsoka doesn't yeah. live. It's a ghost. It's a spirit. It's a stabbed like Jedi. I don't know, but it's like to to show that. I, I was annoyed when he showed the image at Celebration. It's just like mm-hmm. why. Why fan? Because you know there's a segment of fans that their favorite thing is the connections. They love yeah. it. Like, like when Chuck Windeg wrote that, um, oh, what was her name? Was it Jax or Jazz? Where the bounty hunter was up the tree on Endor in the first Arthur. I was just like, oh, why are you geez. doing this? But it's, it's sort of like, it's just like, well, it's, it's harmless. I can, I can keep reading it. And, you know, and, and, and to uh, Chuck Wendig's credit, as the books went on, I fell in love with the characters and the third book is, you know, I was, you know, I, I, I cried towards the end. I cried. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was quite moving. But when you do it at, at this cost, it's just like, it's so petty. You are, you are achieving so little while... Like annoying the hell out of me and other people. One thing I'm trying to keep in mind with this is that I cannot imagine that this is something that they purposefully realized was going to upset people. I have to imagine this was something where they just did not no, realize. I, no. what How could you not? How can you not though? How can yeah. you not? Pilot? Like what? Like is are they in a a, a, a bubble? Uh, like how can you not? It like, might be. I mean, like, I really don't think that. Nah, I, 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 I imagine I, there was a discussion I, inside Lucasfilm where they said, like, hey, we have this Maori character who's one of the few really, like, early diverse characters that we have. Let's just completely, like, steamroll over it. They, I have to imagine there was some, I don't know. I can't imagine there was any malice done with this. But I have to imagine that now that they realize, like, oh, we screwed up with this, they're going to take it back. It's not I, something but, they can stick with at this but, point. They put out, like, you know, Filoni floated this, I think, maybe about six months ago. Then they had the image at Star Wars Celebration. I can't believe that no one in that company would go, hey, maybe this isn't the best of ideas. Because I know when they were doing the Forces of Destiny, I know that they were bracing themselves for horrible YouTube comments. Like, mm-hmm. they knew. They were aware. So, it, it is a socially aware company. I feel company like this is a different piece than that, though. Because you, you have, like, a different type of audience that's going to get mad. Uh, people who are going to get mad at Forces of Destiny, I think, are totally irrational and have no real, like, 
strong defense for their anger. I know what type of people those are. They're like a very bad portion of the community. And I mean, we all know who those people are. Yeah, but, but it doesn't with this always community, have that different people getting upset. It's, it's not always malice, though. And I think that's a really important thing to kind of understand when we're talking about diversity. And so there's no difference between the people telling Steele to be quiet and not have an opinion on this and the people who are angry. It's, it's the same sentiment. It's just being expressed differently. And it's the same, it's the same sort of um, like privilege and pretension and like refusal to see that they're taking away a character from an entire group of people. And it may seem really, really small, but like Steele was talking about earlier, it is taking away a chance for minority actors to have representation and just like minority children to see themselves in their favorite franchise. So it doesn't have to be done with malice, but the point of the matter is it was done with just an, a, a sort of, I, I, like, I don't even know the right word, just complete disregard. Up. Yeah, I would say it's tone deaf, and I have to imagine that they're going to go back on it because I don't know. I might be wrong, but I just cannot imagine that they went in there and said, like, we know that we're going to, like, steamroll over the heritage of one of these characters. But it's fine because 19 fans will really love this Easter egg. They'll have no bearing on her story or narrative or anything like that. I can't imagine this is going to stick with it. I hope not. Cause I, and I hope that at some point they realize, because I feel like it, it was very prevalent. And I don't know if still, I mean, being in Australia when the prequels came out, I, I feel like people were really excited. Just the few friends that I had, in, like from New Zealand and just having, you know, family who are in, like Native Americans, just seeing indigenous representation is important. And I remember that being a big deal, yeah. even though I was young. And it's, it's a huge deal. So, and I don't think it was just a big deal sort of like in my, in my sphere. It, it is a big deal. And I, I, don't, I don't know. I, just, I don't think it's ever okay to just say, oh, we, we didn't know what we were doing or, or we didn't have malintent because it, it doesn't really matter. It's like, it's like saying, oh, I didn't mean to hurt you when I hit you with my car, so now you can get up and walk. Like, it doesn't oh, yeah. matter. It yeah. happened. It, it, if you're doing it, you're doing it. Your actions are your actions. And sexism and racism aren't necessarily always, they're not some guy sitting on his desk with a cigar in his mouth and his feet up saying, hey, let's not give these people jobs. It's, it's a sort of cultural blindness that's kind of still more pervasive than I think we're, I think, I think little moments like this show us how pervasive it still really is. Yeah, I think I think the best thing that could be done at this point is for them to I think there was a social media snafu a couple months ago, and I don't even remember the context, but it was something that was lewd and offensive to a group. And I remember seeing it and it's like, this is a bad idea. And they instantly took it down. There was an apology issued. And I think that's what needs to be done in this case. They need to realize, like, this was a bad move. This was a mistake on our parts. Um, we've learned from it. We are not going to just completely destroy a part of this character and that's the best thing that can be done at this point the damage is done already in a sense but this is the part where they start realizing that they can do parts to fix it because i have a friend who is maori whose favorite character is Django fett solely because of this granted Mm -hmm. he's not a big star wars fan like we are hi i'm daniel founder of pretty litter Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. 
Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. But I have to imagine that if I showed him this, he'd be thoroughly pissed off. I've seen a lot of people yeah. who are pissed off online, and I'm not, I cannot fault anybody for being pissed off. It's just straight up annoying, more so than anything to me. Why would they choose to do that? Is I don't understand. <sighs> I don't know, but if this is the case, can we get TJ Miller in to play Lando? Oh Jesus! After the emoji movie, I don't know if I want TJ Miller. <laughs> like, if it doesn't matter, let's just let's just go crazy, you guys. Let's just go crazy. Oh uh, man, I'm so bummed. Tyler, thanks for calling in, man. It was great to catch up with you, and let's make a habit of it. Yeah, we'll, we'll start talking again soon. I needed a break post-celebration, and then I come back and I get upset right away. So yeah. <laughs> I, might need another, like, but I, know, I might need another little break after this, but we'll, we'll keep in touch more. Tracy, it was nice okay. talking to you, too. <laughs> Cheers, Tyler. You, you, you're not the only person that needed a break from me after celebration, trust me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> let's go to Columbus, Ohio, with my pal, King Tom. How you doing, buddy? Hello, Steele and Tracy. Thank you for having me. And like you said, greetings from Columbus, Ohio, home to White Castle and mediocre microbreweries. <laughs> oh, my God. So, full disclosure, I was in Columbus last weekend for a wedding, and I got a bit of King Tom action. We, we met up at a, uh, a bar and, and had a couple of beers and had a great time. So, I'm, I'm saying this Airbnb, Tracy. Mm-hmm. My friend Bart goes to me, hey, there's a White Castle. Like five minutes walk from here. And I'm like, is there a mate? Let's go now. Because Hollywood has told me that these burgers are so delicious that you'll travel hours and endure many comedic mishaps to get to these burgers, right? What is like, it's, it's like they've allowed the general public in to um, eat like prison fast food it was (laughs) it was not food i took one little bite of um of one of the burgers and just went no and then my friend no my friend to troll me just took a big bite of the same burger and i started dry reaching in in white castle it was um (laughs) down with white castle down with white castle yeah johnny grass a cardboard and onion sandwich yeah, Johnny Grasso could not believe I wasn't down with White Castle. So, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Like, it was White Castle, no lies. And clientele. Wow. But the one thing I did like, one thing I did like in there was, like, they, they don't care. Like, they just don't care about, like, all the signs were crooked. There was, like, just rubbish all over the, the, the restaurant. And in the kitchen, they've got a stereo that just plays glaringly loud, amazing language gangster rap. It was, it was pretty gnarly. Wait, so, Steele, you're basically just describing, like, a fast food place in small-town America. Have you not been to much, like, bad America? No, I just, I've been to like LA oh, and New York yeah. and San Francisco. Oh, and... oh, honey. Oh, yeah, that's not, that, yeah, that's not just a White Castle thing. That is a leave big city and go, to, like, yeah, that, that's just a thing. 
you get to these parts of like if you get out of any like major urban like sort of I guess Mecca you will you will find that pretty much anywhere like you could walk into yeah uh, I think one of my favorites was like Eugene Oregon I had an experience like that at the Denny's so I mean I'm, oh my god I'm so sorry I'm in trouble I have to play button no like regard for anything no, it wasn't clean it was there was oh yeah it was bad same thing where you could hear the music from the kitchen our waitress just like plopped everything on our table Plop. King Tom, it was it was awesome to hang out with you, man. What is on oh, yeah. your mind on uh, this afternoon? I, I had a um, non-Captain Rex type question, which I hope is okay. Yeah, whatever you want to talk about, man. Like I've I've sort of said okay. my piece. Tracy said a piece. Tyler called in. So it's yeah. Don't feel like you're you're handcuffed to talk like that. Anything you want to talk about? That, that that's a cool as. Well, um, I was just thinking. It, it, I know we, it's only been two or three weeks since we got the uh, behind-the-scenes teaser video, but it feels like, especially when you consider two years ago and last year uh, with these last two movies, it feels like we're going to start getting something soon because I think that that one Instagram clip of Finn lighting up the lightsaber came out around this time of year, and the uh, Rogue One second trailer came out, I think, in August with the Olympics. What do you think we're going to get next from them about The Last Jedi? What are, you, what are you hoping it is? What do you want to see next? Because I, know, I even know, you know, Force Friday is a month away, and it feels like we don't have much of an other than, you know, some Lego sets and some action figures. We haven't really seen much even what they're putting out for that. Well, I, I would think if, if I was a, uh, a marketer in corporate America, I would think mm-hmm. dropping a sweet trailer just before you um, distribute a uh, billion dollars worth of merchandise would be a pretty smart marketing activity. <laughs> you know, to see to see like the Praetorian guards in in action before you sell an action figure of them. And you know, we had, I saw this really weird story on Yak Face. They tweeted it out. But it was someone was in like a Walmart or a Target or one of those big box stores and they saw the Jacks, the last Jedi figures out. And really and they and they told the store manager they're like, these figures shouldn't be out for a month. <laughs> and so they oh put them away. And I was like, what a what a buy the book Star Wars fan they are. I um yeah. You know, like a, a, um, a less scrupulous fan would have bought them all and, and shot them straight onto eBay for uh, five times the value, but I, which I always yeah. laugh at. I've seen this, like The Last Jedi Hasbro figures, they're going for crazy amounts on eBay. And it's like, come on, we've been through this, like, what, five times now? Like with eBay mm-hmm. and new Star Wars films? Like, they're going to be everywhere in a month, bros. Let's just... Let's just chill out. Let's just chill out on paying five hundred dollars for a set of figures. But um, yeah, yeah, so in those, um, in those, he actually like took photos of the figures and posted them up. You would think that they'd want to get some, you know, a, a, a trailer that could also act as a toy commercial. And, and I, I don't mean that in a disparaging way. Toys are, you no, know, no. A, a huge fun part of Star Wars. That that you know, I bring it on. Make good toys. Sell lots of them. I, I I don't think I get annoyed they don't sell enough toys. I don't think they have them out for long enough on the shelf. I, I I don't know. I would expect like it just seems like simple math. 
drop a trailer just before you drop the toys, sell more toys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's strange that we have so little. And I don't know, what, what, what do you think they would attach the trailer to, Steel? Like, it's surprising to me that we didn't get, like, an actual trailer either at Comic-Con or D23. So is it just going to be, like, a random day we just get a trailer one night? Like, it's, it's kind of weird how they're doing it. Well, well, I think it's timing out the same way as it did for The Force Awakens, like, in that same timeline where they had the Monday Night Football Remember, remember Trudeau or whatever that dude's oh, name was? The guy that's that, right. mm-hmm. yeah. The guy that could barely pronounce the name of the movie. <laughs> I loved him. <laughs> I loved him so much because I was in Australia. So I just had like the downloaded clip of him at the start of the trailer introducing it. And so I don't know, like apparently this dude's like a super famous sports journalist. But to me, it was just like just a bro that was like, let's get through this nerd stuff so we can play more football. Uh, and now I remember that. That was awesome. <laughs> yeah. Like, so I, I imagine, you know, I, from, from what I know about sports, I, I hear a lot of people like to watch this uh, gridiron game on Monday nights. Apparently it's a bit of an institution. This is what I'm uh, oh, learning yeah. in my. I, I'm, I'm trying to like you know learn your culture. You're strange. This is a strange land. Who knows? They they might do that again. You know. I guess is it is it NBC? Is it all part of the the, the Disney family or something like that? It's, is it yeah, it, it, ABC. Is it like ABC? It is their corporate synergy like the Star Wars canon, and it's all connected. I hope <laughs> so because I can comprehend. Anything as long as it's all connected. <laughs> so good. King Tom, we thank you. Everything's going to. Oh, thank you for having me. Good talking to you guys. Thanks, Tracy and Steele. Yeah, cheers, Tom. All right. We'll hit one more call and then we'll go into the bonus section for the Patreon listeners. And uh, if you're listening live, you will continue with us into the bonus section. If you're listening on demand on iTunes or a a like-minded podcatcher, you can hear the bonus section and hours of bonus content every week. Uh, If you are a member of the Steel Wars Patreon Content Club, it's $3 a month to support the podcast and you get our um, exclusive PodFest episode, the, the Making Star Wars Party episode, which was out of control. You get movie commentaries and the full back catalogue of podcasts with the warm glow that you're supporting the content that you sometimes enjoy when it's enjoyable. <laughs> so that's uh, <laughs> patreon.com forward slash Steel Wars. Let's go to one of our very dedicated Patreon members down in San Diego. It is downtown Brittany Brown. What's going on? Yay, you finally got it right. What's up? <laughs> Not much. What's happening? What's happening? Uh, we, we always love your casino reports. Has there been any action down at the casino? No, uh, just a lot of construction right now. We're adding like a third hotel tower to our casino. So there's just a bunch of construction. So there's nothing really been, nothing fun been going on. What casino do you work at? It's just a small one in San Diego. We have a lot of Native American reservations that have... Yeah, um, is it Hummel? Yeah, well, mine's actually in Alpine. It's a oh, Viejo. Okay. Yeah. Okay. 
Nice. One of my best friends just built Hummel. Sorry, random tangent. Oh, no way. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, now, now, Brittany, <laughs> I, don't, I don't want to put the pressure on you, but are you coming up next Saturday to hang out with us and Kyle Newman at, at NerdMelt? No. no, yeah, of course I am. Oh, okay. You started that sentence off with a no, which I was just like, <laughs> no. wow, I feel, why, I feel really embarrassed for asking no. the question now. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm excited. Um, I'm looking for, or I'm going to stay there for a night, so I'm looking at hotels right now. So I'm excited. Should be fun. Nice. Well, it's Saturday night, so we can, we can really cut loose. Hell yeah. What's on your mind, Brittany? Just um, creeping on Ron Howard's Twitter right now, just looking at some of the photos that he has been posting the past week. Nothing really too interesting, but I've I've always been interested in the amount of photos that he's been posting like the past couple of weeks and also since he's been announced as the director. How do you think he views this film? Like, Do you think that he thinks that this is going to be a great film or he's just trying to, you know, give us hope that, hey, this is going to be okay. I have this. I won't do anything terrible to this film. I, I think he thinks it's going to be a great film. I, I adore Ron Howard. And um, I suggested this to people. I, I, I guessed it on Coffee with Kenobi this week, which was a lot of fun. And I suggested oh, to the listeners there that it's not on the feed anymore for Mark Maron's WTF, but there is a YouTube version and you can listen to his like, you know, very long form in-depth interview with Ron Howard. And man, you can't fake that. He's a really good guy. Like he is for someone that's like a child actor, you know, turned adult actor turned director. He's a very well-adjusted, humble man. And I, I, you know, I, I'm, I'm caught up in his sort of the fun he's having posting photos. And I, I sort of, you know, I, I sort of think, why wouldn't every director do this? Like, do you know what I mean? They're so, they're such harmless glimpses. Like the one I've got now on my screen, it is of sort of like a two one B ish robot hand over a very 70s-looking, like, control panel. And it says nothing about the film. But it's, like, it, it captivates your imagination and, you know, excites you for the film that's like, ooh, robot hand on buttons. Yes, Star Wars. <laughs> yeah. So, so I don't think it's, like, it's, I, th- I think it's strange that people, I don't know, I guess it's weird that other directors haven't done it. Maybe it's just because we're more into that, like, He's just more of a social media type of guy, but it, it seems like such an easy bit of marketing to keep people talking about Star Wars while you know not like ruining anything of the film. Like, like you know, a oh, big spoiler: there's going to be a yellow R2 unit in the film. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's that's nothing, but yeah. you know, just seeing that new form of R2, like with Ron Howard, it's just like. <laughs> Oh, that's cool. Like, but it's, it's the, now's the time to exploit all those sort of odds and end photos because later on when we've got actual real information, like this stuff will be like, yeah, control panel, whatever. But now, ooh, that is uh, social media gold. 
<laughs> yeah, definitely. He does seem, like, really excited in the pictures. Like, I'm looking at the one with him in the R2 unit, and he looks like he's, like, playfully talking to it. And I think that's adorable. And I think that, you know, other people see that and say, you know, that he looks very passionate just about Star Wars and about this movie. So I'm I'm really excited to see what he's going to do with the Untitled Han Solo movie after seeing everything he's been putting on social media. I'm excited. Yeah, like, you know, I guess it's sort of a bit of a, you know, the, it would have been rad if it was just him from the start, do you know what I mean, to avoid all the, you know, the murkiness and stuff, you know. I, I Oh, yeah. Like, like it, it would be, I don't know, I, I'm projecting, you know, but because I, I don't know what, you know, directors, how they think and, and, and like their pride and that sort of stuff. But, you know, I'm hoping that, you know, Han Solo kills it and then Ron Howard gets to come back and do like a sequel to that film from scratch. Like, I, I think that'd be rad just to, to give him that because I, he, there was an, there was an interview that I heard on, they, they played a bit of it on the star Wars underworld a couple of weeks ago. And he was, it was just after he got the job and he was talking about star Wars and he was talking about how he saw it the first time with his wife and they came out of the cinema and said, they sort of just instantly agreed to each other. Let's get back in line and see that again. And oh, he just that. spoke. He spoke about the film with like how we speak about it. Do you know what I mean? With, with such respect and such wonder that I was just like, "Hell yeah, make a Star Wars film for you. Make a couple. <laughs> Hell yeah. Whip up a couple. What do you think, Trace? Um, I agree with you wholeheartedly. I think that it was. I get the sentiment where they wanted to kind of inject new blood into Star Wars, and that's been this big thing, like, let's get at these new, young, fresh actors. But it's like, there's something about Ron Howard and sort of his, like, school that he came out of where he has, like, this reverence for for the process and for film and for moviegoers. It's not so much this positioning of that some directors kind of take as, oh, this is my film and I have to protect it from these, you know, almost like protect it from the people who want to see it. And he's like taking the better stance of just being like, yeah, let's give these people, like you said, harmless glimpses and kind of feed some enthusiasm. Like he's injecting it with enthusiasm, which is really nice. And I understand why some directors have to take that, that sort of positioning because leaks and everything, but it, it also just kind of seems, it seems like it's almost traded like a toxicity that he's really cleared out with his handling of the Han Solo movie. Like I'm excited, whereas I wasn't really before. And now that he's part of it, I'm, I'm actually really, really excited for it now. Because I find the Phil Ward, Chris Miller, and it's easy to say this now in retrospect, but it just seemed weird. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, totally. Because their films, like, you know, the, you know, 21 Jump Street and Lego movie, they're so aware that they're films, like they're so like yeah. self-referential and stuff. And that is my biggest fear in Han Solo is just mm-hmm. like the, you know, like, you know, we saw a bit of that in the prequels with you'll be the death of me one day. And, you know, that sort of, mm-hmm. I'm, not, I'm not sure if I'm quoting that line perfectly, but um, that sort of like the, the, the just sort of projecting in, like, if you hadn't seen the film, the, the film that came after it, you wouldn't write that line sort of thing. Right. Like, it's like, oh, what an ironic... Uh, and I, 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 I just don't... 
I don't want any of that sort of like wink at the camera. I just want a, just a sweet, I want a film that's going to go head to head with Guardians of the Galaxy just for, you know, humorous, like adventure, breathtaking action. Steele, do you think, because Amanda and I were talking about this, do you think that down the line, like, we are going to get that kind of Star Wars just organically, and that one day we are going to get sort of that, just a totally different tone and, like, sort of, like, comedic, like like you said, like, self-awareness. Like, do you think that that's going to happen eventually? And, like, at what point are we going to be okay with it? Like, how many spinoffs are we going to have before we aren't so precious with, like, the tone? Oh, I, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not in favor of it. I'm, um, yeah, I'm not, I'm not either, but I'm wondering when that's going to like not matter. Because if you also, I, I don't know if it's something they're discovering at Lucasfilm, like they've had these two films in production mm-hmm. that are meant to be big diversions. Forget what you know about Star Wars, you guys, here's a war film. And then, mm-hmm. you know, then we've got this Western sort of comedy sort of style film. And then midway through production, they're just like on, Oh, this isn't yeah. like this is too far away. So I, I wonder whether when they had you know worked out this plan to do these standalone films, whether they were like, oh, we can really take Star Wars in places it's never been before. And then they're finding when they do, it's not Star Wars anymore. And right. we've got to we've got to we've got to we've got to pair it back. Which you know I I I sort of I go to a Star Wars film to see a Star Wars film. Same. Yeah. And I, I don't know that I'll ever not be sort of precious with what we know to be like sort of like the tone and the cadence of Star Wars. And I don't, I don't really want to see that like diced up. And I don't know that um, uh, it's Lord and I already forgot their names. Um, the guys were off like, yeah, I, now that they're off, I'm kind of like, it was almost like a release because it was like trying to wrap your head around something that just didn't seem like it was going to work. Even though like, photo that got released <laughs> like it just it was odd I don't know but but that said I, I I thought it was weird but at celebration when they brought them out in um in London like they were so upbeat and happy about it that I was like all right yeah these guys are gonna kill it like do you know what I mean like mm-hmm. I wasn't sitting there like going yeah. nah but like on paper those two films don't really you know they, they they're, they're amazing and you can't deny they are so much better than they deserve to be. Oh, absolutely. Like, like Lego movie, are you serious? Like yeah. that, it should have been brutal, but it was, you know, a, a heartfelt, visually stunning adventure. It was amazing. And, and, you know, same with 21 Jump Street, like it, it should have sucked, but it was pretty funny. Yeah. In, in my, in it my opinion. It could have totally sucked. Yeah. I, I'm, um, I'm I'm pro Ron Howard. I I I I've I've got a soft spot, a real soft spot, and I, I'm enjoying, you know, whether in between social media photos he's stressed AF, um, but I I like the vibes that he's putting out on 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 Twitter. It's good. Yeah, it's definitely a good vibe. I'm excited to see how this movie will do. I think it'll su- surpass the box office from Rogue One. I I think it definitely has the potential to do better than Rogue One did. So I'm excited to see in May. All right. Well, the challenge has been set. Uh, Brittany, will you be taking <laughs> bets at the casino about the box office success of the Han Solo film? Maybe. 
All right. All right. Well, uh, it's always a pleasure to talk to you, Brittany, and I'll see you next Saturday. Yay, I'm excited. Also, nice. Tracy, I love your podcast. Thank you for everything you do. Also, you feel oh, you guys thank are you, awesome. Brittany. Thank you. Cheers. Yeah, I, I um, Brittany, I, I think is a, a a newish listener to Making Star Wars Rebel Girl, and uh, I, I I remember reading a tweet where she was very happy to find you guys. Yeah, we are happy to have her. She's been an awesome like person to interact with. Yeah, she's a, a joy. So I'm looking forward to next Saturday, and then um, and then I get to hang out with you. I I think the thought of seeing you in Melbourne is so weird. Like, for me, like, I, I'm just going to trip out when I see you in Melbourne. It's so strange. It's the, the, how did that girl from the Force Awakens line at San Diego Comic Con end up in my town? And I'm literally, like, a street away from you because I, like, where are you? Because you live in Prawn or lived. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or South Yara. Because South I Yara. I, I, yeah. I love your Americanization of Paran. I know, I'm the worst. I still like, <laughs> oh my gosh, so I, I catch myself when I'm at work slipping into like, like certain words with an accent or like using like inflection, like it, it's really weird. <laughs> we will uh, wrap up the open time. We've got a couple more people on hold, which we'll get to in the Patreon section. So stay on the line. But before we go, Tracy, you do one of my favorite podcasts, which is Rebel Girl. Tell the good people of the internet where they can track that down and also follow you on social media. I am a feminist nerd on Twitter, and um, we are a part of the Making Star Wars um, podcast network, so we will be on the Making Star Wars homepage. Um, but yeah, it's Rebel Girl, so G-R-R-R-L for girl, like Riot Girl, and we're on pretty much every podcasting platform. I think we're on Stitcher, all of them, iTunes, yeah, so... They all end up good there. Time. They all end up there. Yeah. Yeah, and you had a really good episode this week, and I know it got quite a response. I know there were a lot of uh, fired-up listeners after that one, so that's pretty sick. Yeah. It was a good rant. <laughs> we will go into our bonus time now. Uh, there'll be a new uh, interview episode of Steel Wars this Tuesday, a really interesting chat with uh, comedian Riley Silverman, who she is making quite a mark in the LA scene. So stay tight for that. And then we'll be live at Nerd Melt on next Saturday, the 12th. And then if you're in Melbourne and you want to hang out with me and Tracy, we'll be live podcasting at 2 p.m. in North Melbourne on the 16th of September. So that's really good. Tracy, thanks so much for joining us. And let's go into that bonus section. All righty, we are in bonus time and we have got 503 on the line. Who are you and where are you calling from? Oh, hello. My name is Robert and I'm calling from Portland in in Oregon. Robert from Portland. I once went to Portland 
And yeah. I think I actually, it just hit me who this is. Is this, is this Bobby? Huh? No, no, my name's Robert. Okay, all right. I, I, I thought it was, a, I, I know another uh, Robert from Portland, but Portland is one of the most beautiful, amazing places on the planet Earth. It is like an alternate future where things turned out pretty good. It's just <laughs> such a friendly, delightful place. I, I paddled on a, on a river or a body of water and ducks swam past me. People said hello to me on the street. And there's this company called Stumptown that makes the best cartoned iced coffees on the planet. Oh, the and, and I have done a lot of research in this area. Uh, the cartoned iced coffee uh, industry is booming in Australia, Tracy. I'm not sure if you've picked up on that. But I have not. Where? Oh, just in any supermarket or 7-Eleven, oh. there is just such a, a variety of iced coffee milks. But um, Stumptown is number one. What's on your mind tonight, Robert? I was, I was wondering about the, the Clone Wars thing mm-hmm. or the, the Rebels thing. I confused them. I'm sorry. I'm nervous. My, my question is, why, why doesn't Dave Filoni kill his goddamn characters? Why does he just let them live for so, for so for so long? They just and and he won't kill them, and he's such a big baby about it. And then like he t- he tweets like these these greeting cards and and like tries to break people's hearts. And I'm like I'm thinking myself. I'm like, why don't you put that in the show, stupid? Instead of like waiting to make it a tweet um, and wearing wearing a dumb shirt uh, at celebration. Like and, and and you tease people about whether Ahsoka's alive or not. She, she's oh, dead, and 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 you know she's dead. So stop stop toying with people. And and so my question is. Hey guys, thanks for listening to a very interesting group of discussions on this week's Steel Wars Call-In Show with our guest Tracy Gardner. If you didn't pick up the hint. In the bonus section for Patreon listeners, Cola Robert is very entertaining. I uh, I hope to hear more from him in the future. We also get another call from another Robert, old Robbo, who is a favorite of the listenership, particularly on the Patreon side. He calls in and uh, brings some pretty good discussion. And to become a uh, Patreon supporter in the Content Club, it's $3 a month. You get tons of bonus shows. There's over 250 shows waiting for you in full. It will take you a long time to catch up. It all gets sent to your podcatcher of choice, an app, desktop, iTunes, Downcast, all that good stuff, and just downloads like a normal podcast and help support what we are doing here. Now, since we recorded Stephen Melching, who posted the original tweet about Rex, of course, Dave Filoni's been going on about this about years, but he deleted the tweet and said, what began as an attempt to be amusing, spun out of control. I cannot and will not confirm anything. Thanks, and may the force be with you. There's some other tweets in there. You know, make your own mind up about if they intended that or not, and, and if you think it's fine or you know there's been a lot of discussion about 
should we worry about what's really important from both sides? Um, yeah, so this, I'm sure, will be an ongoing dialogue and uh, people that are a part of the Steel Wars Listener Safe Haven, I'm sure, will be having a chat about this as well. And you can join that on Facebook. There's a link on the front page of SteelWars.com and it is a sane community of Star Wars fans that listen to the Steel Wars podcast and are happy to chat in a safe, non-confrontational environment. Hey, we are... I got a bit sidetracked. I was going to release a bunch of t-shirts during the live show, but... um, that thing coming out and me reading about that sort of sidetracked me listing them. They are up now. And uh, also, we had sold out of the Your Smoke Theory Sucks t-shirt. And so there's a pre-order for more of those in some in the black. And I'll, I'll do a few spot colors in, in very small numbers just to uh, spice things up. Mainly because I want to have different colored versions of the t-shirt to wear. And maybe you do Two. So uh, if you want to grab a t-shirt, they are screen printed. They are all style apparel, American made t-shirts, tube cut. They don't shrink, just don't shove them in the dryer and you'll be fine. And they're screen printed, not digital printed. So the print will last for many, 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 many washes. So you can check out all that at steelwars.com. And of course there's stickers and all that good stuff too. Thanks so much for listening. Uh, for Patreon supporters, there'll be a Q&A this week. And we also have a really interesting interview coming up. Should be up tomorrow with Riley Silverman, a LA-based comedian that um, I think you'll like. She has a lot of good stuff to say. Until then, may that force be with you. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.